Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Thursday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel here with Joel Elkanen and Dennis Dick on today's show. Uh, we got some news. Uh, we've got this initial jobless claims report coming out at 8.30. Sure to be a doozy. We'll talk about how the market is is uh, behaving heading into that and how it could behave afterwards. We'll talk about Micron had earnings after the close. Apple might delay its iPhones. And we'll talk about how to trade this market technically because it seems to be working for some people here. Uh, our guest today is Rob Friesen. He is the president of Bright Trading and also Dennis's boss. So we are very much looking forward to that at 8.35. And uh, Joel, I'll throw it to you. What's the word here in the overnight session? I'm Dennis's boss, okay? okay. Let's get things straight here. All right. Uh, <laughs> S&P <laughs> uh, futures traded down nearly 50 handles here. Had a pop up to 24.9750. I don't know why in the heck it did that, but uh, that's a pre-market high. Pre-market low, 24.12 uh, for a target on the downside. I'm first going to give you a 23.67. We'll talk more about that number with Dennis when he comes on. Current pre-market low, 24.12. Crude in the red by 81 cents at 23.68. Gold and silver going opposite directions once again. Gold up 7.20 at 16.40.60. Silver down 19.8 cents at 14.67 and a half. Bitcoin hanging out here, 66 and a quarter. That's down $35. Uh, Triple D, uh, you know what number's coming out. You know it's going to be a bad number. Yeah. I mean, it's just tough, you know, because if it's not as bad as everyone thinks, we might rally. If yeah. everyone thinks, we're going to go down more. Uh, it's kind of like everyone knows uh, the answers to the test, and, uh, you know, Everyone's going to get an A. I mean, it's all about those expectations. Could it be priced in now? Could it be potentially priced in all the, not all the bad news from current, but the bad news from the jobs? I mean, we've sold off now from yesterday's high. And what a lesson for people who are chasing the market. What a lesson yesterday. I mean, it was straight up all morning. It looked like we're going to go right back to all-time highs. I'm sure some people had that in their mind as they were coming in, buying 250, 252, 255 on the SPY. And then I hung out for a little bit. And then another little bit of bad news. Bernie Sanders trying to hold up the bill. Significant selling balances on the close. And I'll say it, kaplooey. They pulled the rug out from under it. And now we're now 15 or 150 handles almost below where we were just here at 3 o'clock. So significantly down from the highs. So if you're looking to buy stocks... If, you, if you're looking to buy stocks, and I'm not sure I am, now is the time. you got to pull back here. You know, now, you know, not saying I'm going in. I'm saying, but if you had the mindset, I need to own stocks. I've missed it. Now you're getting an opportunity. Now you've got the pullback. Buy dips, sell rips. That's been the equation for success my entire 20-year trading career. But it's really been the equation for success in the last three weeks. If you're buying the reps, like yesterday, you're doing it backwards, and you got hurt big time doing it because most of these stocks are now significantly off those highs. Like, who's buying NVIDIA up at 260 bucks? Who's doing that? I mean, the stock was 184 days ago. Now you're buying it at 260? You're talking about a stock that's got, you know, over 60% of its losses back in four trading sessions? I sold my NVIDIA. I sold into it because I was like, this is a gift. I mean, I had it for a long time. I bought it at 150 and went back. I sold early. I didn't think it was going all the way to 260. But in any regard, now it's back down to 243. Is it a stock I want to own? Yeah. 
But when they just get overdone like that, and I'm still concerned that the worst is not as we're still in front of us, like I've been talking about, I use that opportunity to lighten up. So you use those opportunities when you see these markets trading like this, and they give you gifts like they did yesterday when everybody had to be in. Are we out of the woods? Hell no. I'm not even sure we see the light at the end of the tunnel yet. And they're buying stocks like this is the next bull market. It was insanity yesterday. Uh, let's see. And it was just... a gift. If you were caught long, it was a gift yesterday. They gave you another out on a lot of stocks. <clears throat> Uh, I just want to figure the old uh, 50% retracement here in that. Um, oh, what low was one? The high was like, let's call it 316. And the low, let's call it 181 that it got to. Then divide Nvidia. that by two plus 181. Way over the 50%. 48 and a half. 48 and a half. And, and it got to 260. Yeah. So it blew through, like you literally, uh, and, and this is what I was looking at. I had NVIDIA, bought it at 150. I watched it go for a double up to 315. And then I watched three quarters of my gains just go up in smoke. Well, I just got over half of those gains back. So I was like, I'm bucking it. I think I get a shot at NVIDIA again in the low 200s. I think that COVID will give me another shot. I need to rebuy though. Some of these stocks that I keep saying, I need to actually pull the trigger and rebuy them eventually. And you know what? Maybe I'm going to do a little nibbling here this morning. We'll see what this jobs number does. I mean, everything is going to matter. It's going to be the jobs. But we were just talking the 50% of the 50% retracement of the re the 50% retracement of the recent move on the S&P, Joel. And you were doing some uh, fancy yep. math there. Where does yep. that bring us in? Uh, for the S&P futures, um, it comes in at uh, 2367.50. And for the spider, 238.30. So 238.30 would be the 50% trace retracement of the recent three-day run. Yes. So I think you do find some buyers, you know, getting into this area here. So, you know, there is an opportunity here if you want to be in stocks and you have a lot of cash to maybe start nibbling in. I might start nibbling in here um, on a little bit of my cash. We'll see. Maybe I'm going to miss it because I'm obviously trading, you know, my short-term stuff too. So that takes priority. And then I get to the investment stuff when I get out of my short-term trades. But, um, you know, I was thinking about adding a couple stocks to my retirement account. We know I've got my wish list. We've talked about that before. Um, I've added quite a few stocks to it. I might nibble a little bit here. I'm not going all in, not all in. I don't think, I don't know if the, that was the low, you know, it looks like it's a temporary low at 218, but again, New York is a mess, you know, and we're going to continue to get the cases going up. Um, you know, we're two or three days from the USA being the number one country for cases, which is incredible to think about, you know, a month ago, you had Larry Kudlow saying it was air airtight on CNBC. And here we are a month later, and the U.S. is going to end up having the most cases in the world. That's, you yeah, know, obviously yeah. population a little bit to do with that, too. But, I mean, the administration just dropped the ball on this completely. The stuff they were saying a month ago was absolutely insane. And it looks even more insane today. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, I wasn't... Uh, you know, my perky self yesterday and a lot of sharp people there took notice. And, uh, you know, I tell you, I, I, was talking to, I was talking to Lisa yesterday morning about the hospital situation here in our yeah. area. What'd she say? It's not good. It's not good at all. I, I mean, that's where we're, that's the next step. Our hospitals are probably all going to get overwhelmed. Yeah. And that's scary too. So you got to just think the negative news flow to come and logic has worked in this market for the last month very, very well. You know, again, you know, when we were looking at it back in February, you know, it seemed like the market was irrational because they wouldn't sell off and I didn't understand why they weren't selling off. But logic has come and started to work very well here over the course of the last, in, you know, month. It's trading logically. So you can see news flow, you know, and if you were trading off of the potential news flow coming in in February, you would have lightened up. I did. You know, if you were listening to the show, you would have lightened up. You know, now you're looking, okay, what's priced in? Well, you got to think there's still, you know, what inning are we in? Somebody just asked me, are we in the fourth inning? Are we in the fifth inning? I feel like as a pandemic thing happening in the U.S., we're in the second or the third, I feel like. Like, we're still early. You know, we haven't even hardly had any deaths yet. Wait till, you know, you start seeing deaths like 1,000 people, you know, die in a day. Like, that could happen. You know, our numbers show that that is probable to happen. That's scary. So, you know, I, I, you know, coming back online two, three weeks from now is never happening. I hope we come back on two, three months from now. 
So how many businesses are going to suffer in the, in the meantime? You know, we're going to provide bridge loans or whatever you want to call it, try to keep some of these companies going. But at the same time, there's a lot of concerns. With that being said, a lot of bad news is priced into this market. And I'm sitting on a lot of cash. And maybe it's time to buy some of those tech stocks on today's pullback. Maybe it's time to just start nibbling. Not going all in. It's going to be, you know, we're going to see some wicked moves off this jobs number. But maybe it gives you an opportunity because it, it is expected to be bad. It's probably going to be bad. I don't think they're going to slam this thing down another thousand points on this jobs number because I think a lot of that bad news is priced in. Just my opinion. So I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a dip and a rip. So and not, not saying, you know, maybe we're going to go positive, but maybe we get a lot of today's losses back. But I think we might dip right on the initial headline um, because there's going to be a shock factor involved. But I don't think we give back like, all of the last couple of days of, of run. So I'd actually be using a pullback today to maybe nibble on some of that list that I was talking about in some of those tech stocks, just nibbling though, not going all in, just nibbling. Uh, well, you know, a couple things here. Um, first of all, uh, Jar Jar is asking about, you know, when are the, you know, the firms going to lighten up on the uh, margin for the futures and, uh, <laughs> You know, that kind of, you know, that's kind of dictated by exchanges too. So, I mean, if you're a clearing firm, you know, and these markets are moving like they are, you know, why would you put the firm at risk? I mean, you know, you need those margins and those are, those are important. So I have no idea uh, when that's going to be lightened up, but um, you know, I, I did get a, a warning on one of my platforms that uh, on Friday, that uh you know full margin and whatnot but they said that if you didn't have a stop in after you placed your order that they were gonna they were gonna shut you down so um what platform was that uh trade station really yeah i don't know i've been able to place orders without uh i and i've been able to place orders with no problem without placing stops i never use physical stops i hate stops well, well you're, I'm, you're I'm honored in the markets you're a prop firm man <laughs> You are no, you, but I have your own brokers, stop. and I trade there, and I can place orders without any putting any stops. Yeah, you are, um, you are your own stop, Dennis. So, so okay, my list. You know, everybody wants. I have shared the list before, so here I'll just I'll, I'll ring them off here. So Qualcomm is on my list. Qualcomm is on my list. I mean, you get a shot here at fifty-eight, fifty-nine bucks. Uh, I've had Gilead on there again. I don't know. I'm, I'm just having second thoughts on Gilead because I feel like that trade has went past us. Um, CyberArk, CYBR is on my list. McDonald's is on my list, although McDonald's is kind of like in the ground zero here, so I'm going to be very cautious when I buy on that one. PayPal is on my list. I've got Baidu on my list now. Spencer Israel, pick KWEB is on my list. I have Facebook on my list. I have Twitter on my list, and I have Micron on my list. Micron reported good earnings, and maybe that's a good segue into the Micron report. Yeah, here. let's do that. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk, you know, good news here. Micron had pretty decent numbers here. Chips aren't going away. I, we know I sold my Micron right before the whole thing at $59 when it had those two or three upgrades, and I was like, it feels toppy. You know, it was feeling toppy just like because 60 is where it ran into trouble before. So that's why I sold it more than anything. So I'd love to rebuy my Micron shares. I'd like to get in the low 40s. I don't know if I'm going to get a shot here after this earnings, but COVID seems to give you a second chance. So that's where I'm trying to re-get Micron is, you know, like just above $40. Yesterday's low more than anything. But let's give us a, uh, give us the numbers here, Spencer, from uh, Micron. All right. Q2 adjusted EPS on Micron, 45 cents versus a 37 cent estimate sales of 4.8 versus $4.69 billion. So they beat both Q2 figures. As far as Q3 numbers, they gave guidance. EPS guidance is, is in, in line. Sales guidance is also in line. And the stock popped on these numbers significantly here. We do have some analyst commentary and some analyst action off of it, but it had a nice lift. You know, yesterday's range, 44.88 high, 40.03 a low, call it 40 to 45. I think that, you know, it could even have an inside day after reporting because of all that. But, you know, it all depends on what this market does. I'm going to try to buy some in the low 40s if it gets there. Um, just nibbling, not going even all in, like maybe a half position. And that's what I mean by nibbling. You want a stock? Maybe it pulls back, you buy half what you want. And then if it continues to go down, then you can, you know, you know, reload and buy some more. If it goes up from there, at least you got some. So I think that's kind of how I'm approaching it with that list. Now, the only one that, you know, uh, the, Micron's the only one I'm really trying to actively get here right now, like today, but Qualcomm too. So Qualcomm too. I'm interested in, in getting Qualcomm as well, especially in the low 60s. Just nibbling. It's nibbling here. 
Uh, you did have a, a nice pop, the initial surge. Did we stop on a whole number? Uh, no, just above 46, 46, 24. There's your target on the upside, still trading up a buck 50. We are still below yesterday's high. So good, good call on that, Dennis. I'd say 44.88 to 45. Uh, those are your highs from the last two sessions. So keep an eye on that. Uh, coming back on the downside, Dennis, you may be nibbling uh, a little bit early there at 40. I am seeing, uh, let's call it a 14-point move, 7. I, I'd say under 40. I'd say 37, 38 range uh, for the 50% retracement. Uh, if market gets really silly and really wacky, I don't think the stock's going to get as low as that double bottom for your three and four day lows, uh, 584 and 569. But uh, there's some things to look at here in Micron. Uh, I'm not buying anything today as far as long term stuff. I'm just, I, I, I think I'm actively so trying early. to buy Micron today. I have, you know, I, I'm going to be trying to buy it today if we're going to pull back. So. CGC for L. Don Rudy. I mean, these pot stocks were not doing good before this. I have. I haven't even looked at them. This is come back. Been, yeah, it's come back from the dead a little bit. Uh, trading down this morning. Just feed down, L down, Rudy. Figure your fifty percent there. And if it pulls back, you want to see it hold. Let's see if I can eyeball for you. Got down to nine, uh, 14 and a half. That's five and a half, two and a quarter, eleven and a quarter. That's your line to sand. There is your. Oh, we are breaching the two lows from. Uh, from uh, yesterday and the previous day. So that's not good. Maybe maybe you will get a shot at this one. Parallels, 11.30, 11.45. Continuing on our merry way here. Um, if you have tickers, let us know. I want to go to a couple of ratings, though. We haven't talked ratings for a while, but there's a couple of interesting ones here this morning. I want to go to Beyond Meat. This is a bold call here from Goldman Sachs. They are downgrading it to sell. They put a $39 price target on this thing and closed at 73. So that is a bold call. Stock has traded down almost 10% in the pre-market on that Goldman Sachs downgrade. Um, this is a stock that we haven't talked about for a long time. Obviously, everything has been hit in this market. This is no exception. It's off the lows. I mean, valuation has always been extreme and you know a major issue with this thing. Um, I don't know. This is probably a valuation call coupled with you know COVID. Uh, from beyond for beyond me from goldman what are your goldman? thoughts here goldman's getting down and dirty in this one goldman's been aggressive with their calls i mean you know think about was it did, was it them that upgraded but who upgraded Boeing? yeah, yeah that was them. that was goldman i mean that was yeah. a bold call too and you know goldman is very influential so you know that rally was kickstarted because of goldman it wasn't like oh goldman timed it right they started that rally and yeah. everybody's like goldman's in we're going to get a bailout. I'm in. Everybody's in. I mean, Boeing is even up today, and there is news on Boeing, which we can go to in a second. It looks like they're getting close. I don't know if it's been announced official, but close to a deal here um, on Boeing. At least I saw that going around last night, rumored that they're close to being uh, so, ready to do a deal there, and that's why it is still trading higher. And, and, and what was their – and what did they do? Downgraded to short or something or what? Beyond well, meat? Yeah. Downgraded to sell. So they had it at a neutral. So they had Goldman had it at $129 price target and neutral, and they downgraded to sell and put a $39 price target on it. So that's serious. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, man, I just tell you, I haven't looked at this stock at all. I just, um, just, just no focus on it at all. We're trading down. Uh, it's what 66 bucks here, trading at the lows of the pre-market session. I don't know. I mean, I couldn't, I can't short it here. Did we make a new all time low there? Uh, nope, we didn't. We made a low at four. Yeah, we did. 48.18. No, it was lower than that. We're talking beyond me. Yeah, 45 to 48. Uh, the, the low off the IPO was 45. And then we got down a few days ago to 48.18. We're still quite a bit off that level. I don't know. What, what did you do? I, I'm just going to, I mean, I don't want to be too repetitive, but. I just think the fifty percent on all these things is just a it's just a guide. You had a thirty point move. I mean, I I really think you know that's what what the hell else do you have to go off than than that right now? I mean, you could do your your fib numbers point three eight two and point six one eight, um, but you know that's what I'd be looking for in uh, Beyond Meat. 
I mean, I completely agree with you here. 50% is what I'm looking to. And, you know, we, I had a friend of mine, you know, Rob there called me last night and been trading technically there. And he hadn't been trading for a while, but he's just getting back into it. He's been doing a lot of other things. And he says he's doing very well just trading the spy technically. And, you know, we, we poo-poo technical sometimes on this show. We don't all the time. But, you know, I say it's only one tool in your toolbox. But I'll tell you, a lot of this stuff is trading very technically, you know, even though we have whipsaw moves. Some of these stocks are getting up near the 50% and failing. And then you have other stocks, you know, so, so calculating those easy FIB numbers, you know, which you calculate pretty fast, come into play sometimes. That's why I was like, I asked you this morning on the pre-market, pre-pre-market show at 7.45 before we started. I'm like, what's the 50% retracement on the SPY? Because here we are, we're down significantly. And basically, you know, since 3.30 yesterday, and we're going we're gonna to maybe challenge that. So what did you say it was, 2.38? 23830. 23830 is the 50%. So if you're looking to buy stocks, I mean, that's the line in the sand here. Um, at least, you know, to maybe start nibbling here, you get the 50% retracement of the recent move. So, and you're doing exactly the right thing, buying dips and selling rips. That's the recipe for success. Selling the rips has been more successful, obviously, because we're in such a downtrend. But buying the dips has worked too. Buying the rips and selling the dips has been a recipe for disaster. So you're buying yesterday and chasing stocks. I'm not surprised you're hurt here this morning. Uh, I do have uh, one beacon of good news. Uh, my nine-day average trading range went down yesterday. <laughs> well, the VIX is coming down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're 65. I mean, it doesn't really feel like we're down that much, but we've come down. We went, we went, from, uh, we went from 205 to 189. So and one thing that you know, we've talked about is, you know, calming down. You know, not going straight up or straight yeah. down, just yeah. calming down. And uh, so that that's, uh, you know, I don't know if it's going to repeat today. And that's what I was thinking about um, yesterday. Uh, John Paul says, Joel, please ask Triple D uh, when he thinks he's buying the cyber arc. You want to look at the cyber arc chart? Let's look a- at it. Would I nibble into some on a 50% retracement? I mean, we're not even close to there. No. So what? So, you can ballpark at 70 93 23 points so you know what is it 12 yeah 82 83 84 area yeah even say yeah 82 83 low 80s yeah low 80s i might nibble on a piece just nibble nibble, 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 nibble. <laughs> very light you know that's what happened <laughs> i'm still spooked you know i think the market's going lower i've said it you know in yesterday's rally i sold into it for crying out i'm 80 percent cash i'm still selling into the rally so obviously, but I'm a little bit nervous to be in this much cash. That's why I want to start, you know, nibbling. I might even nibble into some spy or something like on that 50% retracement, just, just to get a little more exposure. Cause I just have too much. Like we pull out of this. I'm going to be pretty ticked off on myself that I didn't, you know, I sold a bunch of stocks. I didn't rebuy any. So, and then we go back up. I mean, that's what I, I did it wrong in 2018. I did this exactly wrong. I, um, at the end of 2018, I sold a bunch of stocks predicting that we were going to get a significant fall. We did. I didn't rebuy them. And then I was chasing them later and trying to get back exposure. I chased all year trying to get back exposure. So I've sold a lot of stuff. Well, you got to rebuy eventually though. So I think, you know, obviously I had, you know, the puts, you know, I I'd said that for a while. I was like, so I was actively basically short the market for a while. And at 275, I lifted the hedge which was a mistake. It was way early to lift the hedge. I just didn't want to be fully hedged anymore. I wanted some exposure. So now it's getting to a time where I feel like I need to increase my exposure a little bit more. I don't want to be 100% in, but I want a little more exposure because, you know, I'm thinking we're in the second or third inning of this thing, but maybe we're in the fifth or the sixth. And by the seventh, I want to have some exposure. So nibbling here now probably makes sense in my situation. At 43 years old, a lot of cash sitting, nibbling here probably makes some sense. So pulling the pullback this morning is probably going to give me an opportunity to do a little bit of nibbling. Here, I want to share a statistic uh, coming from Spinner. <clears throat> Here's one for you guys. If you bought the opening and sold the close in, in the month of March, you're up 2%. If you bought the close and sold the opening, you are down 30% in March. 
I, I've seen similar stats to that. If you if you bought the open and sold the close every day for 20 years, uh, your returns would be so every uh, single day. He said, "Yeah, your returns would be just a, this is over the long term. Your your returns would be a fraction of what they would have been had you just held it the entire time." I mean, the um, big moves are all at the open and the close. We know that that's the biggest price discovery event, mainly the the open. That is the big price discovery event of the day. Always, you know, that's why we talk about. That's why I focus on. I've said in the past. You know, the majority of my money is made on the open where you get a stock opening too high or too low. And you see this again and again, you're seeing it a lot lately. I mean, we had a great opportunity the other day, you know, even, you know, on the show when I was talking yesterday and I'm yesterday, looking, yep. yesterday, and I'm looking at all the buy imbalances that are just, you know, huge. And I'm looking at spy red and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. So I started buying spy. I talked about it on the show. So I'm single, like, I, single best call. In the history of pre-market Well, we made yeah, some good calls. We made some bad ones. But yeah. yesterday was a gift. Yesterday was a gift at 7, you know, at 8.45, literally, you know, 45 minutes before the open. We've seen all these imbalances. They've been pretty stable lately. There hasn't been a lot of, like, hanky-panky going on where they're big sales and big buys and flipping around. So they've been stable. So I banked that they were stable. All the stocks were trading like they were going to open higher because they were trading up. And they did. And you had a lot of stocks open significantly higher and they ripped the market because of that. So there was a good opportunity, you know, for at least a few points on the SPY if you were paying attention to those imbalances. You know, today, if I look at the imbalances, they're very mixed. They're small, but there's a reason they're small. We have a huge economic number coming up yeah, in four minutes. Yeah. So no institution is showing their hand yet. They don't know the information. The only imbalance of any note is AT&T, 157000 to buy. But again, everything is going to change here in four minutes. So I'm not surprised there's no institutions that are showing big hands. And we'll look at the imbalances, you know, before we stop the show at 855. Maybe they'll give us another tell. Yesterday was a good tell. It was a good opportunity. I made a lot of money because of it. It was a good call. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different things. Let's just take a look at uh, real quick here. Someone's asking about shop and um, square. I love shop. I own shop. I didn't sell my shop. Although yesterday I was tempted to sell my shop. I'm not joking. Uh, it had run so far, $300, and it ran up to 470 It got 107 It ran up 60% in five days. It felt like I was thinking if it got to 500 I was going to sell it. Same thing with Square. I had an order out there. Believe me, I had an order out there. I still have one. I sold half my Square. I didn't sell the other half. I should have. And I wrote it all the way down. I actually was looking. I was like, 60 is huge. I had an order sitting up there at 59.90 to sell it yesterday. It got to 58.10, so I didn't get out. Now it's 50 bucks. It was, the opportunity was there. I still believe in Square long run. I still like the company. I just thought I was going to re-get it cheaper, so I'm trying to do a scalp of my long-term account. So anyways, I, I'm still – I like Square. I like Shop. I like both those companies. I'd be a buyer on, on pullbacks here, but serious pullbacks from where they are. These stocks have run so far. 32. This bottom, the head of the really market. Run. Yeah, 32 to 58. So 26-point move, half of that. 45, 46 maybe. Uh, look to, you know, bring it in there. And, it, and it's just not today. And it could be a good sign if these stocks don't go to the back down to their 50% retracement, right? Because it's, uh, you know, it shows some strength. Um, shop, same thing. It probably got a little bit overdone there. I'd figure your 50% level. Think about Square, and I know Visa and MasterCard. I mean, I, I just think people are going to be spending less money. And doing less well, transactions. Yeah. No, yeah. A, a little shops yeah. online, but Square is like physical. Re like they're, they're in a little bit of ground zero there for being, you know, in all these small retail shops that aren't selling anything right now. So, you know, it's not helpful. I believe well, I, in the company. I believe in the technology long run. Bad environment for it, though. So this, the, the rally was a gift yesterday. I don't know if you're going to get back up there, 57, 58, but I'd be a seller if it got up there. A buyer well, in the low 30s, maybe. Go wide here, Triple D. I'm out. Go yeah. I'm, okay. Yep. So I'm going to go trade the number. You guys, uh, you know, run the show here for a few minutes. I'll be back. All right. So this estimate here, this number is going to uh, set some records here just to yeah, uh, just to put this into context here. So the S the consensus estimate is that one million jobless claims. And there are some estimates that are way above that. Uh, Citibank, I think, has the street high 
their estimate is that it'll be, it'll be four million jobless claims filed in the last week. Uh, that that seems high even to me, um, but the that the consensus again is around one million. Uh, the record from 1982 was 695,000. So the consensus is that we will blow away the record here. Uh, for initial jobless claims when it comes out in less than a minute. And I, I'll pull up the, uh, the charts up so we can see how the market's going to react to this. Yeah, um, here we go. We're trading down 55 handles, 24.11 and a quarter. Uh, your low stands at 06 and a quarter. I have absolutely nothing there for you folks. Uh, your low from yesterday, uh, Kind of interesting here, just under 2,400, folks. There's some numbers for you here. Your interday low, which is your 9.30 to 4 a.m. low. Okay. Oh, my go. God. 3.28 million. Okay. 3.28 million. Whoa. You know what? We're holding in there. At this point, we, we went down to 02, 02 and a quarter. Real quick, uh, I mean, I think people are selling yesterday ahead of this number. Oh, two and a quarter, we're back up at 24.18. So buyers are hanging in there right now, folks. We'll see. Now we're getting 24.20. What's a little high of the rebound here? Very orderly market, too, as we look at this, 22. Now we're back above 20, 25 right here, 26, 27, 28, 28. Mid-range on the session, folks, 35, 36. Back at 30, we're popping. What happens at 24.50, folks? It's mid-range on the session. 33, 35, 37, back to 32, 32, 31. Starting to calm down, though. But, hey, I mean, that's I – mean, you talk about it so far. Looks like this number was baked in here. Uh, we're rallying, attempting to rally. Just got the pop there at, uh, let's see how high we got. So far, we're still going up. So far, we've got to 39 and a quarter, 40 into 40 handle now. Mid-range is 24.50, folks. I think that that is, is on the radar. Oh, nope. What do we hit? We hit 42. We're back at 30. So there we go. 24.42, eight points away from mid-range on the session. The market liked that number, uh, believe it or not. But uh, there you go. Now I, we're. I, I man, Joel. I, I mean, gosh, that's that. That is a terrifying, terrifying number. I mean, yeah, the market likes it right now, but I mean, yeah, they did. I'm they almost, I'm almost tempted to say, forget the market. I mean, that is a terrifying number. 3.3 million people filed for unemployment in the last week. Oh my gosh. I can't even wrap my head around that number. Mm, I don't know, Spence. I, I mean, mean, holy cow. This is terrifying. I'm that's that like I thought city at 4 million was was way too pessimistic and no, they were pretty damn close. Yep. Oh uh, my God. Man, 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 man. Ah, well, boy, I would have liked to have seen 2450 there. Holy Toledo. I guess I'm not the only person that could look at that. 2442. Let me cancel here real quick. Let me pull uh, 15 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Well, God. folks, I mean, let's see. Let's see if they're going to pull the rug out from under the market, you know, later on. But there you go. Some people were expecting worse. I think what happened there is I think a lot of people were leaning short and you didn't, and they were just licking their chops, looking for 2,400. And then when you didn't get it immediately, I think people panicked a little bit uh, and they got a little bit overdone. Uh, 40 point move. I'd say, I don't know, uh, intermediate number here. And don't, I'm not going to hang my hat on this one. Uh, 2422 right now. I'd kind of keep an eye on to see if we can hold that. If not, I expect us to go back down and test the low. Um, I don't know if we're ever going to get Triple D back today because I bet you, I bet you he is having a trade fest of, with that kind of action. Um, I, I'll just pull. I haven't looked at the TLT. I'll just pull that up. I'm yeah, here. There isn't that bit. much action. I mean, really? let's think about this. What have we moved? Fifteen handles on a crazy number like that? It's not any more than it would have been normal markets. 
That's yeah, not that much you're, action. You're you're well, much. It, it, it's a little more of a move than we normally see, but not uh, not, not a significant move here at all, really. We're kind of there. There's a battleground between the bulls and the bears here. Um, obviously, we thought a lot of it was baked in. I said that coming in that I thought you know that they could dip it and rip it. We've seen we saw a little dip. Now we're starting to see them buy it back a little bit here. I mean, the, the number is brutal. You're right, Spencer. It's a blow your uh, Like, I'm scared. Like, that's a, that, that makes you me scared. It's pretty bad, though. I mean, who has the estimate of $1.5 anyway? Who the hell is estimating that? <laughs> like, come know. on. You know, city, city saying $4 million. Yeah, that sounded better. 3.2. It's not surprising. <laughs> that sounded worse to me. What do you mean? That sounded worse to me. That's up on the news. So obviously the market thought that it was going to be worse too. The market <sighs> thought way worse than the 1.5 million. I'm, I'm just I'm saying consensus was one one to 1.5 million. So yeah. So but market says consensus was way less than that because the market's actually rallied a little bit on it. Not significantly, right. but we're up Jeez. since we reported this number. We're up about 10, 15 handles since. Yeah. We well, we did have a 40 point move. Yeah, we did go from uh, we did make we, a new, we dipped a bet. We dipped a bet, and then I Still think yeah. I mean, it was just too, it was just too obvious to think that we were just crashing, burn off the. Numbers. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so and, everyone, and the algos that hit it on that are getting punished a little bit. I'd be surprised if we go green. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I'm lucky the balances aren't giving you any story, so there's no tell there this right. morning, but. There's there's a lot of bad news priced in. Here I know, already. I know, I know. So I, I I wouldn't be surprised if it just continues to go down either. I have no, I'm neutral, I'm market neutral right now. So you know, full disclosure here, my trades are market neutral and my trading account because I kind of don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if we went green. All right, so 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 here's a one minute chart of spy. You can see that little dip starting from basically seven thirty until a few minutes ago, uh, until the number came out there. Uh, let's bring on today's guest now, Rob Friesen. He is the president of Bright Trading, uh, but more relevant to us is he's also. Oh, let me do that again. He's also. Dennis's boss. Uh, <laughs> Joel so. says he's my boss. All right. So Dennis, so I, have Dennis, all, I have too many bosses. Den, You're my boss. Den, too, Dennis apparently has Jason two bosses. Jason Rasnick is my boss. You have, I way, have so many bosses. Way too many bosses. Uh, too Rob. many bosses breathing down my neck all the time. Like, look at this guy. He's ready to breathe down my neck now, too. Here. <laughs> there he is, Rob Friesen. He even got dressed up, and it's early in BC right now. It, well, it's, he did, it's, he didn't it's want my in the morning. You didn't want my yellow pajamas, did you? <laughs> you said you were going to wear your yellow pajamas, Rob. <laughs> Rob, what's going on, buddy? Well, um, glad to see that the market uh, factors in everything that it knows or can anticipate. So um, <laughs> I, regardless of the consensus, I think the real, the real money anticipates that uh, things were going to be in that sweet spot there. So. Talk about, you know, how your traders are performing in this environment. I'm one of those traders, but you obviously have a lot of traders and we well, know Dennis, right trade I, does a, a lot of different strategies. Can you talk about that? I think, I think Dennis, you could work a little harder maybe. And <laughs> <laughs> I need to work harder. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Didn't all our traders say back in 2001, uh, I wish I would have made more of that uh, dot-com bust. And then uh, same thing in 2007 and 2009. I wish I would have made more of the volatility. Um, and so there's a lot of regret when you look back because these times in life don't last that long. I know it's, you know, it's media driven, it's fear driven, it's, uh, you know, high volatility right now that, uh, you know, is bad for investors, but it's, it's the sweet spot for traders. And you really got to roll up your sleeves and make the most of it because, um, it doesn't last forever. And, you know, let's say the market does correct to say 1600 on the SPX and erases the last 13 years of the bull market. Um, you know, it's going to be a very different trading environment. It's going to be, you know, uh, you don't have such juicy premiums in stocks. Things will be quieter. You know, volatility may drop down to, you know, historically low levels again. Um, and so there is a and an opportunity for traders to really roll up their sleeves and make as much money as possible. Strike when the iron's hot. How do your and, traders trade differently than, you know, a lot of other traders out there? Talk about, you know, you know, you don't have to go into specific strategies, but just talk overall how your traders trade differently. Well, for the most part, um, I would say that uh, you're very rare in trading individual stocks, Dennis. Um, you, you also trade pairs, but but mostly uh, we're long, short focused. So it's all about relative performance between your longs and your shorts. 
So you may, you may touch a lot of ideas uh, through the day or uh, even overnight, but you're going to be hedged. Um, and so everybody always discounts that and says, well, you know, I could have made twice as much if I, if I had just been one-sided. Well, that's great in hindsight, but like you said now, you don't know for sure where we're going to go from here. We can't predict the future. Um, you know, the human ego wants to predict the future all the time. We, you, you know, talking heads always pull these numbers out of where things are going to go and what they're going to do and where we're going to be up. I guess they're all going to be wrong this year because nobody uh, anticipated this uh, suddenly event of the coronavirus hitting us, right? So um, all those projections are, are fine and dandy uh, for, you know, cocktail parties, but they don't really serve a purpose uh for you know, rob let me let me hop in here just one second here sorry to interrupt you uh just made a little bump to 2445 folks and uh uh 2450 here that's uh that's mid-range on the session you know how i love those levels so there's gonna be your woo shop folks keep an eye on it 2450 uh we are eight points away from that go ahead rob sorry about that no worries that's great um, yeah, so uh, we're seeing some of the same kind of numbers uh, from some of our long-term traders that we had back in 2008. So this, this volatility is very healthy for uh, our style of trading anyway. Um, and again, relative performance, um, whether you're sector-based or, or whether you're macro-based, um, look at all the, when this thing started to hit, look at all of the discretionary names that were kind of a no-brainer in terms of, well, there's, there's probably not going to be as much uh, money to go around in, these disc in discretionary spending, but we got to eat and we certainly need our toilet paper. So, I mean, the consumer staples, uh, you know, uh, look to, to shine a little better. So just, just a macro focus of long and short can, can really do well. Um, and also just sector-based, you know, the, the discrepancies that you find. There's so much mispricing when volatility is high. Now, you do have to cut your size down because, yeah. you know, I mean, you can get run over pretty fast. Um, I was talking to one of our traders yesterday that uh, was, was trading something that had, you know, a $7 ATR, which normally has about uh, a 2 250 ATR. But it is define ATR for our listeners. Um, ATR is a, just a good measuring stick of volatility, so it's called the average true range. Yep. So it's it it dials into what the characteristics of the stock actually are, rather than just looking at um, uh, you know sort of what the price is or whatever. So so I recommend even if you're doing long short strategies that you consider the volatility of each stock as well as the volatility of the market. Um, but this helps you control your, um, your relationships a lot better than just doing dollars. So if you were like, you know, $100,000 long, $100,000 short, that wouldn't speak into the volatility at all, right? I mean, if you had a, if you had a $100 stock that moved $1 a day versus a $100 stock that moves $10 a day and you balanced capital between the two, you would certainly not be volatility balanced. Hopping in here real quick too. I, I love that, that the average true range because it gives you like a, I mean, I know there's a lot of VIX people out there and different indicators and stuff, but you know, you could just, you could feel it. You could feel when it's heating up and it's getting larger and larger and larger. And you know, one thing I've talked about in this market is things calming down and our average true range nine day for the S&Ps did come down yesterday from uh, 205 to 189. And I, I anticipate that coming down again today. Uh, we've have a, we've had a 95 point range here. So I think, I think we're already starting to settle down, but uh, that's a good point there. Thanks Rob. Well, I mean, this, this thing has, you know, uh, a, a fed and a pot inspired, you know, rally here um, for the most part. And um, you know, whether that will, remain i mean if you look at the jobless uh thing today um is that all i mean are we expecting a lot more down the road and what does that mean um can we open can we can we open our businesses on april 15th or is it going to be much longer than that when you look at the real ramifications of the contraction in gdp um this uh movie that you're seeing here uh, feels like a movie some days um, you know, may not be over. I mean, this, uh, this might not be, um, 
you know, a, a quiet little uh, um, settling down and everything's over, we, we could have a serious uh, move down again. So um, that's why I like to encourage people to, to really focus on their relationships. I think there's so much power in relationship-based trading. Just simple thing is maybe you don't want to trade pairs, but at least know, you know, what the correlation of your stock is to the S&P. Um, so for example, again, I addressed one trader that was struggling a little bit and he had, he was buying for a rally, a stock that only had a 43% correlation with the SPY, right? So if you're, if you're buying a stock on a day that you're expecting to get some juice out of it because the market's rallying, um, that's going to be a lagging, a lagging stock. It's not going to be that, you know, sensitive to the rally. Um, so you have to look at your, your volatilities. You have to look at your betas. You have to understand what you're trading. To some degree, it might be feel like a little bit like back in the day when you could trade a symbol and you didn't really know what the company did. Um, okay, maybe you could trade a symbol and you don't know what the company does now, but at least understand some of the metrics that apply to it, like volatility, like beta, um, and that will help you select instruments much better. So it's not just about your indicators. You, you know, you're looking at a floor, you're looking at a breakout, you're looking at a pop. Well, great, but uh, what, what gives you the confidence that the stock is actually going to follow the market? Because at the end of the day, did we not see a sea of red on the down days? Like everything's red except maybe Clorox, you know, I mean, because it's, it's, you know, using, used to clean all this stuff. Um, you know, uh, Amazon, we've seen it up on certain days. Yep. So, yep. We so got a, we is, got a 49.50 print in there, folks. 24.49.50. There <laughs> missed it. Missed it by two ticks here. But I don't know. If we go up there again, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Back down. Uh, just take 24.30. So 24.30.75 was the, the low of that last 15-minute bracket here. So, man, a clear battle, uh, a battle royale between the bulls and the bears here. And we're still about 40, 44 minutes before the open. Rob, yeah. talk about timing. Like, how do your traders, um, you know, come in here and, you know, where are they most active? Like, I know I'm very active at the open. There's other traders who are very active during the day. Some traders are, are active at the close. Talk about, you know, where your successful traders, where are they most active? Are they just, you know, holding? What's the time frames? Are a lot of your traders holding stuff overnight? Like a lot of people believe day trading firms don't hold stocks overnight. Um, I think there's a lot of traders that hold stuff overnight. Talk about, you know, different time frames for bright traders. Um, well, predominantly everybody's really look, looking for mispricing or a pricing that, you know, is in relationship to something else is mispriced. So uh, pre-market uh, is, a, is a good opportunity, although the risks are higher. And, you know, certainly if you're, having orders out there, you know, resting orders, you could be picked off very easily by, you know, a news item that hits and somebody's faster than you, you can't even cancel that kind of thing. So you got to remember that pre-market and after the market uh, extended hours are more risky and there's no price protection for you. Um, but our traders like to focus on those anomalies pre-market. They like to focus on the opening auctions and the, um, you know, opportunity around that. And that's, and the opening and close are very liquid environments for you to uh, participate with. And, and that's a time when the high frequency is, is not in that print necessarily. So um, in terms of predatory practices or, or uh, slippage. So um, opening and closing are great. And then uh, during the day um, there's, you know, for still the first hour is, is where a lot of uh, people make most of their money uh, just because that's, you're really running at peak volatility in the first hour. You've got, you know, primary trend, counter trend uh, action, things like that. And then uh, after hours, again, it's, there's a lot of news coming out. So you're going to have to be better at interpreting news. You're going to have to be better at uh, hedging off against something if you're, if you're working the after hours market. Um, and then, so we have people that take stuff overnight, obviously, and people that just trade during the day. Um, and really, I think the, the common denominator is smaller size per idea and touching more ideas. Now, of course, if, you, if you're listening to the show and you're a pattern day trader uh, you, and you've got flagged for that and you've got less than 25 grand, you're going to have a hard time, you know, touching a lot of symbols as you can only trade uh, four, you know, four times, uh, four day trades a in a week, I guess. Right. So, 
Um, so if you need more capital, I mean, you know, Bright Trading's there for you if you want to um, go through the, uh, the Maybe hurdles. That's a, good, <laughs> that's a good question too, because a lot of people, you know, I say I'm a prop trader. A lot of people don't know what that means. Like, what is the difference between a prop trader and a retail uh, trader? What's what's the primary so, difference? And what's the advantages yeah. to join a firm like Bright? Um, well, there are some obstacles in the sense of barriers to entry. You have to do some exams and so on. But um, this allows you then to use uh, firm capital. And so you're not subject to regulation T, you know, ordinary margin or uh, portfolio margin. Um, you get to use firm's capital. So it's your relationship with the firm that, uh, you know, governs that. Typically for hedge positions, um, you know, 30 times your equity and stuff like that is what we allow. Um and then the second thing is when you're putting all your orders out there, you don't consume all your buying power like you do in a retail account. So in a retail account, you, you know, you put a few orders out there and you haven't even been filled and you've consumed your buying power. Well, in a prop account, um, you're going to be able to put lots of orders out there that doesn't consume your margin because we don't have margin. We don't have reg T. We don't have portfolio margin. Um, you're using the firm's capital again. Um, pattern day trader rule. Uh, I can let somebody trade with 15 grand in their trading account and they could trade hundreds of symbols in a day, every day, every day, every day, and build up their account like that. So, um, so these are the, the, the main things. Um, and also we don't sell your order flow. So if you're, you're trading on one of these, uh, free, um, you know, commission, no commission, uh, uh brokers their the order flow is being sold. And so, um, you know, there's arguments about, are you getting the fills that you want? Are you getting the best pricing? Are you always missing those trades? Uh, where are your orders going when you put them in? Um, with a prop firm, it should be direct market access. And that's true, true prop. Um, so our orders go, you know, in our, in our firm, they go to Goldman and, uh, and they execute and clear for us. So. And then just so to be you can choose your venue, right? You know, if you want to, if you want to trade this symbol on Arca, you can trade it. If you want to send it over to Ybats, you can do that. You can, you can choose your can, destination. You can route your orders. So you can That's route to correct. where you want to. If you see the offers on Arca, you can route it directly to Arca. So you don't have to worry about your order getting pinged around, sent over here and over there, and then missing the offer. So it's direct access is what it is. That's correct. Second, so just before I finish the interview, I know you've worked on a product called Stock Odds. Uh, tell us briefly about that and what it does. Um, well, it's really hard for traders to do all that they need to do on the research of the news, interpreting news, looking at the macro theme, um, you know, very difficult to build a database. So what we decided to do was um, build a, a very large database that uh, people could use for their uh, actionable ideas every day. So it's really in the category of predictive analytics. It, uh, is obviously based on what is most likely to happen regarding stocks, behavior, seasonality, um, which is which was really powerful. I mean, the seasonality, even in markets like we are having now in the last uh, two two months or so, um, they, the 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 individual stocks don't deviate much from their long ingrained uh, behaviors relative to other stocks. Um, so this this predictive analytics database allows you to. Um, uh, get your actionable ideas for longs and shorts. And so you can put assemble baskets and, and, you know, do a hundred longs, a hundred shorts every day. If you want 10 longs, 10 shorts, things like that. You can trade naked. All right, bulls uh, are, bulls are making their move here. Uh, all right. Once again, we tried 2450, just hit 53 back under. So sorry, Rob, I just wanted to pop in there. No worries. And that level. And then we've got education uh, married with that. So uh, we can instruct you how to, uh, how to uh, you know trade seasonality and then and then point to the data on what you can use. So it's really education plus data. Where would you access that if you wanted to? Um, send a send an email to me um, so we can kind of help you with uh, understanding more of it. And glad to go over things with you guys. So just send an email to me. Uh, Rob, or you can Friesen go to stocktrading.com. Yeah, right? you can go to stocktrading.com. They know that well <laughs> since you've been yakking about it for years. So yeah, um, yeah, it's you can go there and send me, me an email. Oh yeah, it's right there. Stocktrading.com. <laughs> Look there. There you go. That's where you shameless, can go. Shameless, shameless plug there, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> it's behind me. I say I sit in front of it too much. You can't see it. It's Stocktrading.com. Well, there, you know, there's a, a bull within a bear on that uh, logo there, so it, it is pretty appropriate, right? We go up and we go down by a thousand points a day. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, Rob Friesen is the president of Bright Trading. Rob, we're getting some feedback from the chat that uh, some people wish that their boss were as smart as you, and also we should get you on more, is what people say. So maybe we, we are. do that. Yeah, Rob Friesen, are, president of Bright Trading. Rob, thanks so much. For well, the time you're, today. You're, they're yeah. too kind. Thank and you we, so much. When we get together, uh, Dennis and Rob and I, man, the, the trading stories and the war stories, <laughs> I mean, they're funny, yeah, the war man. Stories. We, we got some good ones. Trading is a war. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Rob. All right, guys. Back on again soon. Thanks, Chief. Thanks for getting up so early. Hey, no worries. We're up anyway. So thanks again. All right. Take care. All right. All right. Well, they threw they threw a head fake in there or a head fake for now. Went to twenty four fifty three. Back under that level of twenty four forty three. Oh man, this is going to be uh, it's going to be a really interesting day here, Dennis. What what are you seeing out there? Are they we we calmed sh- down though. Like I, I mean, know, really, I Joel. Like it hasn't. I thought I would expected more action from this. You think about the whipsaw action we've had on nothing. And now we get this crazy jobs jobless claims number, and we moved. You know, we've come back a bit. You know, yeah, we moved 30, 40 handles, but we move 30, 40 handles on nothing sometimes know, in this market. So it kind of feels like it hasn't really moved much at all. So it's it's giving you some traits, giving you some action. I've kind of, you know, I, I was expecting more of those. So I'm actually a little bit disappointed with the lack of volatility <laughs> off this jobless claims, even though the number is a, like a whoa, like as Spencer was like, saying. It's a big yeah, number. Yeah, jaw dropper there. Jaw dropper. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of lot of lot of things going on here. Uh, we did talk about it it calming down, so um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. The remainders it balances. Are they showing anything? Yeah, now you or? know what? They're not. So, so yesterday mixed, yeah. it was like, oh, buy imbalances gave you a good tell. This is mixed. So there's nothing happening. The imbalances aren't going to influence the S and P futures whatsoever here, at least at this point in time. I can give you a few individuals. Coca Cola. 164,000 to buy. Coca Cola is trading in the green. AT and T's uh, imbalance has grown. Um, and it's 229000 to buy, and it is now in the green as well. So you are seeing some separation here. You're seeing some of the defensive stocks catch a bit here this morning. Verizon is also trading in the green here now, and it has 60000 to buy. And then on the flip side, well, Boeing too. We, before I go on the flip side, Boeing has a big buy and balance here this morning. It is trading up 9 bucks, and we know the reason for that is, you know, they believe a bailout is coming. There's 297,000 shares to buy in Boeing. Uh, so, sorry, okay. I'll shut that off. Well, what's that? Uh, just a uh, warning on stocks. <laughs> new, <laughs> yeah. sell, sell now, Dennis. Dennis, sell now. That's what it's saying. <laughs> it's a sell now. No, Buy, sell. Interesting day, though. Uh, shaping up. Uh, Spencer, have we, uh, have we covered um, what you there, want to do? Well, there was one on my list, and it was also mentioned in the chat at the top of the show, and we talked to Micron. So let's also talk Signet here because they also had earnings. Their earnings were couple maybe like an hour and a half ago now and uh it is rallying off this report here i'll pull up the chart sig these are the numbers for last quarter uh q4 numbers eps beat the estimate three dollars 67 versus three dollars and 47 cents sales 2.15 versus 2.12 billion dollars so all their stores are closed now so this quarter is going to be a mess but last quarter was good Ah oh, man, this this look at this stock and all time high hundred what hundred and fifty bucks or something like that? Hundred and fifty two twenty seven back in October of two thousand fifteen. Uh let's see, your pre market high comes in at nine thirty one. Let's see what you got on your dailies here. Not too far away from that. Um uh, ten thirty-eight. Your next level. I mean, I could see this one. I wouldn't short it. I mean, you know, if you get a dash for trash here, uh, Which we've, we've cleared, been getting. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. We we've been getting a dash for tra- trash. We've yeah, exactly. You know, I tweeted it out. That's what has been hot is the stuff that's been you know ugly. So you know, Signa. It's not surprising that they rip it on this. I mean, the stock was it's seven bucks now. So. You know, how much bad news, that's the whole thing. How much bad news is priced into this market? It's why, you know, this jobless claims number is getting bought. And I said, I said it, you know, 20 handles ago. I wouldn't be surprised if we go green. We're getting very close to green here. So, I mean, that's what this market does. It's been buying the dips for a while here on, on a lot of different stuff. Or, or not, All right, not we buying, cleared, we cleared Dennis, your call for green. Uh, we're going to be It looks there. like we're going green, yeah. Yep, in, uh, I'd say, 48 seconds, maybe. I don't I'm not a market timer or anything, but... Uh, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we cleared, we're trying. Yeah, we cleared, we cleared that 24.50 with Augusto. Uh, I don't know, you're next, unchanged. Be your next target here at uh, 24. 
67. That's a real close engineer shot away. I, the daily pivot's not as relevant now, f- folks, because you've traded through it 87 times. Uh, your pre-market high comes in at 24.97. That's a nice juicy target. And then you get above 2,500. It's really going to be tough to pick a level because I don't think we – I don't want to think too much, but I don't know if we have the gusto to get back up to Wednesday's high at uh, 25, 60, 75, but th- th- that would be a good target uh, for people on the upside. So that's what we got. Well, fun show today, Dennis. Great job. Really, uh, you did good. Um, I'm going to keep you on next week. <laughs> keep me on the payroll. Yeah. All right. Well, I also want to thank our guest, uh, Rob Fries, and thanks to everyone in our chats, both on YouTube and on premarket.benzinga.com. Com. You can always catch the replay of this show uh, on YouTube or just catch the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, pretty much whatever uh, podcast platform you prefer. You can always email us for any questions, comments, or concerns, premarket at benzinga.com. Uh, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or trading advice. Joel and I will be on uh, once again at 3.40 today, but uh, the full crew with Dennis. We'll be back with you tomorrow morning. In the meantime, everyone stay safe, have a good one, and good luck out there. These are crazy markets. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for three forty-nine dollars a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.